Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Sabah al-khir. Good morning, dear listeners. You're listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM and Palestine Remembered with Yusuf Arimawi, Nasser Mashni and Robert Martin. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Australia's only radio program that is totally dedicated to the Palestinian cause. In English language, I would like to welcome our listeners on the AM dial and those who will join us later on the website 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking to Leila Oude, the correspondent of France 24 in Jerusalem. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Good morning, Nasser. Morning, Yusuf. How are you doing? I'm well, and today is the second day of uh, Eid. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eid Mubarak to you, Nasser. You too, and all our to listeners. To your family and to all our listeners, those who celebrate it and those who don't celebrate it. So, blessed and happy uh, festivity. And uh, Nasser, also, I want to say congratulations for the um, APAN uh, fundraiser dinner last weekend. We had a phenomenal night, Yusuf, as you know, because you attended. We had a few of our listeners there. Yep. So a big shout out to Ray. One of our, our great listeners came up and said hello. Um, a, a really fabulous night. A fundraiser. We had um, some great politicians. And you can go to the APAN website and, uh, and Facebook and download those speeches and see them. Um, but a really, really fantastic event. And what was really exciting on the Sunday night, we got a text from the Western Australian Labor Branch. They've now passed a motion uh, calling upon the next federal Labor government to recognize the state of Palestine. So the pressure is growing now for the uh, national uh, Labor program next year. So fingers crossed. The snowball uh, is getting bigger and bigger. It's getting and bigger Palestine and bigger. will be recognized at least within Labor. Uh, hopefully we'll see something federal well, uh, I, next year. Look, I think it, the, the tide is turning, Yusuf. We keep talking about you know, this ground up. This is the people saying to their leaders, enough is enough. You know, the, the belligerent occupation, 50 years of apartheid, of systematic ethnic cleansing, it's enough is enough. Mm. And Nasser, uh, that's a great news. Excellent. And congratulations again. And uh, today uh, we have um, a journalist from Jerusalem, uh, Leila Oude. Leila will talk to us about what it means to be a Palestinian journalist under occupation. So I'm looking On forward to uh, listening to her. Great. So uh, stay with us and we will be with you shortly. Joining us uh, from Jerusalem, Leila Oude, France 24, channel correspondent to Jerusalem. Uh, Leila, thank you very much for taking the time and uh, for being with us on a busy day. Tomorrow is Eid. Thank you. Thank you. And happy Eid for everyone. Happy Eid to you and to all our listeners. Uh, Leila, 
If you could uh, first, uh, before we speak about the main topic of uh, the interview, which is the role of Palestinian journalism in the last uh, crisis in Al-Aqsa, if you could give us an idea or portrait of Palestinian media outlets in Jerusalem. Yeah, the media, especially in Jerusalem, it's uh, considering a very important uh, side of the whole struggle in the city. Uh, It means that uh, when we have uh, media, we have uh, the the news, uh, we have the uh, whole, uh, the full scene of the uh, struggle between Palestinians and Israelis. The Palestinian media exists in Jerusalem, but of course, because of the uh, city which is occupied uh, by the national uh, law, it is uh, there is a limited uh, uh, actions for the Palestinian uh, journalists. Uh, uh, they are uh, uh, not given the full uh, way of freedom to uh, have full coverage of what's happening uh, because of the uh, measures, Israeli measures uh, taken by the uh, one side by the Israeli security forces uh, toward the Palestinian journalists. Especially, I'm talking here about the Palestinian journalists, and uh, from the other side, from the uh, press office, Israeli press office, uh, which uh, is not giving uh, the press cards uh, for the Palestinian journalists, especially in uh, West Bank, they are working, they are looking forward to work in Jerusalem, and they have the right of working in everywhere because of the closure, because of the wall, because of the uh, forbidding of not giving them the Israeli press card, they are forbidding or not allowing to enter Jerusalem to have the uh, full coverage of the struggle between Palestinians and Israelis. The Palestinians working as a journalist in uh, East Jerusalem and in Jerusalem, they have a lot of troubles, problems uh, facing every day, every day, almost uh, between them uh, and uh, between the uh, Israeli especially security forces. Now, uh, just to help us understand this point, right, Palestinian journalists need permits to practice uh, media work in Jerusalem, right? They, if they, they are not allowing to cover the, for example, the Israeli side, let's say, uh, in, in, uh, in, uh, the ministers, uh, in, uh, in everywhere in the Israeli side, uh, the meetings, unless they will have the Israeli government press office uh, card. If they are not having this card, they are not allowing to be there in such places. There is a press conference, for example, uh, like what was uh, before two days, uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Antonio Guterres. Uh, if a, a Palestinian journalist uh, don't, uh, he doesn't have the Israeli card, he can be in that uh, 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 office. And of course, uh, although he has an Israeli ID, so these limits are limited. The the, the movement of the Palestinian journalists, especially in Jerusalem. So the opportunity for a Palestinian voice to challenge the ruling power is limited by the issuing of this pass, and this is just another form of apartheid control that the Israelis and the Zionists inflict upon the Palestinians, yeah? Yeah, we can say that if, if Israel is in a democratic uh, country, as it says, and uh, having this with the very big flag, uh, uh, putting this flag in front of the whole world, that she's the only democratic uh, country in the mm. Middle East, mm. uh, she should uh, act like that. So if a, a Palestinian journalist in Jerusalem having Israeli ID can't have Israeli press card because, for example, he has some 
problems or some taboo in the security issue, he can't have this first office card. So because of that, he can be limited by the movement or going here and there. And I'm talking about the main thing is the Palestinian journalists from the West Bank. They are not allowing to have this first card and they can't have it because mm -hmm. they can't uh, from the beginning enter to Jerusalem because they don't have uh, uh, the permission to enter to Jerusalem to have the full coverage of the story. Mm. So but perhaps, um, Leila, we sort of fast forwarded today. Maybe can we have a little bit about your story? Let's personalize you because you became a journalist when you were 14. Um, I was a journalist uh, since I uh, finished my my uh, university, and uh, I was uh, almost uh, 21 years old, and uh, I didn't study journalism. I studied the Russian language and English language in Volgograd, uh, and uh, when I came back uh, to uh, Palestine, uh, I was living in uh, Bethlehem. I was born in Bethlehem, which is my city, but I'm a refugee from Jerusalem. I went back to Jerusalem after my marriage, and uh, since uh, '93, I'm I live here in Jerusalem. So because I'm Palestinian, I have Israeli ID, and I have this press card, Israeli press card. I'm working since uh, 24 as a journalist uh, covering the uh, struggle, Palestinian-Israeli struggle uh, from all sides. I covered the Oslo Agreement, uh, Accord meetings, I covered the uh, Second Intifada, I covered uh, the uh, Church of Nativity uh, uh, closure, I covered a lot of things, and now we're covering, following this coverage by having uh, the uh, after uh, crisis, last crisis, uh, by putting the metal, Israeli metal detectors, and uh, it was almost uh, getting the one step forward to the third intifada. Because of that, for the whole 24 years, I was a journalist uh, working in a very, very uh, hot spot in the uh, region, and uh, I, I think it was a very good experience for me Absolutely. to be here and to be a, a, a journalist in such very serious uh, uh, spot in the, in the area. You have a very long record of being uh, on the front line of events uh, inside Palestine, and you have mentioned a few examples. I'm sure there are tens or maybe hundreds of more examples uh, uh, like that. But if we could, uh, and you mentioned the Al-Aqsa crisis, so if you could share some thoughts or memories from uh, the Aqsa recent crisis, uh, how um, the Palestinian journalists, what they had to go through to cover the Palestinian narrative in face of occupation, closure, army, settlers, and the list goes on. For the uh, two weeks of the crisis, and uh, of course it was very long two weeks, uh, day by day we were there, I was there covering with my colleagues, uh, we didn't sleep, uh, we uh, had a very uh, uh, tension uh, time at that uh, time because the whole situation was in a tension, so because of that it reflected us as a journalist. Uh, when it started uh, because of the Israeli metal detectors after the Palestinians, two Palestinians killed two Israeli uh, policemen. So it started from this point of view, act and reaction. So we were as a journalist, as our job, uh, we were uh, there uh, standing in front of the different uh, uh, gates of the Al-Haram Sharif or Al-Aqsa Mosque. I was in front for the two weeks uh, in front of Al-Abab Al-Asbat, which was the main uh, gate of uh, having this uh, 
conflict between the Palestinians and the Israelis. Uh, we were eyewitnesses for what happened as a journalist with my colleagues. All the TV channels, Arabic TV channels, the foreign TV channels, even Israeli TV channels were there. We were together standing in front of Babel Asbat. Uh, we saw everything in front of us. Uh, we saw the uh, preventing of uh, the Israeli soldiers with their standing there in front of Babel Asbat with their weapon, preventing prayers, worshippers from entering the Babel Asbat except who they have the uh, ID that proves that they are living in the old city. They were allowed uh, allowed to get there, uh, except that we, no one was allowed. Uh, although, uh, also, uh, we as a journalist were not uh, allowed to get there. We were prevented because uh, there, is a, there was a security uh, decision to prevent uh, anyone to get uh, to, into an Aqsa mosque. Uh, the, 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 whole, the whole scene was in front of us uh, as a journalist. It was a very tough time uh, for both uh, Palestinians, uh, for, uh, uh, for the Palestinians from Jerusalem, and for us as a journalist. It was very hard. Uh, the, the, there was, you know, a cooperation that uh, um, united the journalists together uh, with the information, uh, with mm. the... If uh, anyone needed anything, there was a, a, a hand helping them. The people there were very helpful for us as a journalist with their food, with their water, with uh, their everything. So it was, you know, uh, the, 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 the Palestinians in Jerusalem had a very special uh, view that we didn't see as a journalist for 24 years uh, covering mm. the, the whole issue. I didn't see that for the first time. Uh, Jerusalem uh, was, uh, uh, I think, uh, something special uh, with, with the united uh, working between them. Uh, with their, uh, someone was, uh, some of them were as a, they did a, a, a government for for their own as a Palestinians. Uh, they had were very clever in having this crisis and in taking uh, the the you know the flag uh, uh, and going forward uh, with that uh, uh, issue. And they had, I think. They had their decision to 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 pass this crisis, and they did that. Now, Leila, you spoke uh, about uh, the solidarity among journalists and Jerusalemites in general uh, in the last uh, crisis. And uh, I remember when I asked about uh, a person to make this interview with, I spoke to Diala Jwehan, uh, a Palestinian camerawoman and journalist from Al Hayal Jadida newspaper, and she recommended you. So this there, this this uh, sense of selflessness that was among and still is among the Palestinians of Jerusalem. Uh, is something that uh, really we regard very high. And like you said, we haven't seen that for a long period of time now. Uh, and uh, I guess my next question will be about the targeting of journalists, because um, uh, I believe every person who carries a camera or a microphone is a target to military occupation. Uh, and I'm, ser- uh, I'm, 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 I'm sure... Uh, whether by tear gas or by harassment. Uh, so if you could tell us more about targeting uh, journalists and media people. Yeah, and I was through the, the last crisis, I was beaten by a soldier on my knee and uh, I kept telling him that I'm a journalist, I'm a journalist. He didn't listen to me and he kept beating me on my feet. Uh, it hurted me and I I went for work at the next day, although I, I was uh, beaten. So it's okay. I had a life bullet in Gaza before uh, almost two years uh, through the uh, Second Intifada. 
this mm. is okay because I'm a journalist. I expect all these uh, things. When I went to a Jenin camp uh, to cover uh, the massacre there, I uh, told the camera woman, she was with me, Ronia Johan also, I told her we might uh, be killed. She said, okay, I'm with you. What will happen for you will happen for me. And this is journalism. We are journalists and we know that uh, uh, we can leave our house, but we can't go back. So it's expected. Uh, Targeting a journalist, it's, it's, uh, when you're being uh, in uh, such, hot, as, I said, as I said, point of uh, conflict, a uh, very hot uh, spot in the region uh, like Jerusalem and West Bank, uh, and we're standing in front of soldiers, uh, they have only one order to keep their lives from any danger. They didn't see us as a journalist. They didn't see anyone. They didn't see even the, the Palestinian women as worshippers or people having their their one goal to have their prayer in Al-Aqsa Mosque. They didn't have a stone. They didn't have a weapon. They didn't have anything. They went only with their faith to have their prayers inside their mosque, Al-Aqsa Mosque. So, Soldiers didn't see all these things. They had in their own mind their orders from the high level, security level. Uh, keep your life safe. Uh, it doesn't matter who is standing in front of you. So you have to take the first step. So because of that, it was very hot in the uh, yani, The situation was very, very serious, very dangerous for us as a journalist. I'm talking about that. Uh, the, we were targeted. The, the, a lot of journalists were injured the uh, Rajai al-Khatib, one of the Palestinian journalists, he was beaten very seriously also on his knee uh, during covering the, the, the metal detectors removing. Uh, so a lot of journalists were beaten, a lot of journalists were uh, forbidding from uh, covering uh, the, the full story, but we tried to uh, find a, a place and a space for us in this crisis, and we uh, succeeded in having that. I think one of the things that made the Israelis thinking, yani being uh, very uh, upset or uh, aggressive, they didn't <laughs> like uh, being the whole, yani, if you were there, uh, you will see hundreds of journalists standing in front of a lot of uh, Al-Aqsa Mosque gates having their cameras, their reporters talking about the situation. Israel didn't like all these things. Yeah, look, it's obvious that Israel doesn't like any sort of scrutiny. And we've had a, a couple of recent incidences, Leila. I wonder if you know any of these guys. Anthony Lowenstein, who's an Australian Jewish guy who's based in Jerusalem, he had a confrontation with Yar Lapid. And he asked him a question. He said, you know, at the moment you've talked about the idea that Israel's done little or nothing wrong. But the truth is, in 2017 is the 50th anniversary of the occupation. There are now 600 to 800,000 settlers, all of whom are regarded by international law as illegal. Is there not a deluded idea that many Israeli politicians, including yourself, continue to believe that one can talk to the world about democracy, freedom and human rights while denying those things to millions of Palestinians? And will there not come a time soon when other politicians will be treated like South African politicians during apartheid? And the, the right wing, you know, wanted to take off his press card. We just had John Lyons, who was the senior editor for um, News Limited, which is uh, the Fox Papers, uh, Murdoch Papers. Um, he's come back and published a book in Australia called Balcony Over Jerusalem. And one of the interesting things is he talks about like a, a, an acknowledged language that one can use when talking about Israel if you want to keep your press pass. So here you are, a Palestinian with a Jerusalem ID. You can go into the West Bank. Can you go into 48, into Gaza? 
What, what's, what's it like for you going inside the rest of historic Palestine? Okay, as a Palestinian having uh, an Israeli uh, uh, ID, I can, uh, of course, I live in Jerusalem. I can ever, go everywhere. Also on 48th land, I can go Jaffa, Yaffa, uh, everywhere. Uh, but in West Bank, if I want to go there, even if I can pass there, my family lives in Bethlehem. I can go there now, but before I couldn't. Uh, when there was the closure, we were forbidden. Even uh, in one accident, I was uh, my my boy. I have a boy and a girl now. They are at the university. Uh, they were at school. Uh, my my boy finished his school, and he wanted to show his remarks to his grandfather and grandmother uh, in Bethlehem. So we went to the from Jerusalem to Bethlehem through the checkpoint. The soldiers. Opened, they asked me to open the, the window of the car. I did. I showed him my ID. He said, you are Israelis. You are not allowed to enter to Bethlehem. I told him, I'm not an Israeli, first of all. I'm a Palestinian having Israeli ID. This is first. Second, I'm going to Bethlehem, which is my, I was born there. And my, my whole family lives there in Bethlehem. He said, I wonder, the soldier told me that, I wonder why you are taking your children to such dangerous place. <laughs> I told him, you don't have the right to say that in front of my children. The people who are talking about them, they are their family, their grandmother, their grandfather, their aunt and their uncles. I don't want my children to hear that they are dangerous. They are not dangerous. It's their family. So he didn't allow me. He said, you have few minutes to leave the area or otherwise I will arrest you. This is the situation. It was in, on my, yani in front of my children. I was very angry for that because I didn't want my children. They were very, yani, they were babies to hear, to hear such things. So this is what we, the, 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 the struggle of existence, who we are, why we are here, why, why they are here. This is the point of view. Israel is, Playing a very clever game, the whole world. I, I, I always keep talking about that. We didn't reach as Palestinians, or the whole world didn't reach the main point of view of the Israelis. They are very clever people. They know how to exist in a place. They, as from the, the occupation side, they are don't they don't have the right to exist in an occupied territories because of the. International laws. It's, um, it's not me who's saying that. It's an international law who's saying that Jerusalem, for example, is an occupied uh, territory. So, because or city, because of that, they are playing the game of being clever, mm -hmm. uh, telling the story from their point of view, telling what they want to tell, having their own story by their own way. Uh, Talking about democracy, but on the facts, on the ground, they, they are doing the opposite thing because of me targeted by uh, an Israeli soldier. This is not democracy. I kept telling him that I'm a journalist. Rajai al-Khatib also was injured seriously in his knee because he was a Palestinian a journalist. They treated us as a Palestinian first, then as a journalist. They didn't listen to us. Uh, we don't have, for example... Uh, uh, the, the right to enter for uh, having an interview with any Israeli uh, official, high-level official, without having a security uh, checkup. Maybe uh, the, the soldier there or the security official might ask me to take off my clothes. This is what happened before two years when the Israeli elections happened and I left the elections. I called France 24. I told them I'm not going to cover this thing. I was in Tel Aviv because I was the only one that was picked 
from the whole journalist and why asked to take off my clothes. I told the soldier, you don't have the right to tell me this thing. This is something that, yani, for me, I can't take off my clothes in front of you, if, although if you are, you, you are a woman. So this is, I can't do it. I didn't do that. I didn't cover the elections. I left the place. This is my right. And of course, these things are because we are, I keep always talking about that. They're treating us as Palestinians first, then journalists. They didn't recognize us as a journalist without mm. looking to our ID or faces or uh, language, Arabic language. This is a problem for us uh, being in Jerusalem and uh, having the, the whole coverage. Because of that, if you talk about Israel, uh, about the right wing or left wing or any wing you want, I think this is the problem that Israel is uh, having the, the the game of being here, of existence for for her from its point of view, and it succeeded in that. Uh, it is like you know, you know, when you're telling the uh, someone that I like you, I'm in love with you, and inside yourself you have. Different uh, uh, emotions. Now, Leila, uh, you work uh, for a European media outlet, and I'm sure with your long experience, uh, France uh, 24 is probably 10 year old uh, news outlet. Uh, tell us about the um, the public opinion in Europe and France, in particularly, and how if, if you witnessed any shift uh, towards the Palestinian issue, and how rewarding it is for you as a journalist. In France 24 TV, they are yani, as a lot of uh, foreign uh, TV channels working here in uh, Jerusalem. They are interested in the, interested in the uh, Palestinian-Israeli uh, struggle. Because of that, uh, we have uh, our office in Jerusalem. Uh, I'm their correspondent here. Uh, they have the let's say very important coverage. If something happened, we we cover it uh, as it is. Uh, from the, my point of view, I think the whole European uh, countries are interested in what's happening here. Why? Because uh, what's happening here in uh, between the Palestinians and the Israelis are reflected the whole region and also the whole world. Because of that, we have uh, uh, the whole impo- media importance in, in having the... the uh, offices here, uh, paying a lot of money to, to have their offices, uh, their reporters, uh, their story from here. Uh, how they cover, uh, why they cover, this, these are very important uh, questions uh, because, I, as, I, as I said, it's very important uh, uh, place, a very important conflict and struggle and the whole uh, region and area. How they cover, I think, for, for I can speak about what I am covering, uh, France 24, mm. Uh, it has objectivity, uh, not because I'm working with them. But no, I watch France 24 Arabic and I really like their coverage. Thank you. Uh, so I, uh, since the whole six or seven years I'm working with them, none of them called me and told me to, to say this or not to say that or told me that you what were the words you 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 used weren't uh, as we expected. No, this is, didn't happen for the whole many years. I covered from... Uh, the, what's happening here in uh, in uh, in Palestinian territories and Israel? You don't need to have a lot of effort uh, for for having the full scene because it's in front of you. You have occupation, you have Palestinians, you have uh, wall, you have closure, you have uh, you know uh, the whole uh, Israeli uh, uh, 
controlling on the, uh, the whole situation. We're, we're so you don't have a lot of effort to, to, to have it. Yeah. You, you need only your camera and you need the, the full story of We just need the, a, an objectivity, uh, the, a, a willingness to listen to the other side. Leila, we're fast running out of time. We've got about a minute left. Is there anything you specifically you want to share with our Australian listeners that what they can do for Palestine? What, what, would, what message would you want to send to our Australian listeners? Yani I I thank you for having me with you. I'm so glad. First time in my life having an interview with the Australian uh, uh, radio or channel. So I'm so happy for that. Uh, and uh, I'm willing to have, you know, the media. Before two, two, two days, I had interview with the uh, Palestinian journalist having his master for uh, in the Hebrew University. So I told him the media will be, uh, you know, more important than uh, politics and uh, economics or anything else in the world. He said it's very, I told him it will be the way of having the decision. Media in the coming few years will make the decisions. This is the difference. Uh, the, the, the media will make a lot of change. We are taking the first step. I don't want to, anyone to be frightened. We're taking the first step seriously for a very serious situation in the whole world. We're taking the first step for the third world war. This is very important to know because not I'm expecting that because the situation leading me to have this uh, this expectation. So because of that, I think media is very important. I think that Australia is so far geographically uh, from uh, Palestine, but I think it's very important to have more contact with the uh, Palestinian journalists, uh, to have more contact with the situation, to be here in the situation, uh, to have the full the full story and full coverage here. So I'm very happy to be with you Fantastic. and I'm so glad. Well, what we'll do, Leila, is we'll put your, your bio and your LinkedIn link on our podcast and we'll share that with our listeners so they can um, find your link and uh, fingers crossed some people can reach out to you and get some more content. And uh, we've been listening uh, to uh, Leila Oude from Jerusalem, uh, correspondent uh, for France 24. Uh, Leila, thank you very much for being with us and for sharing uh, your thoughts with us today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you very much. Looking forward to talking to you in future. Bye-bye. Thank you. So uh, with this, we've come to the end of uh, this episode uh, of Palestine. Remembered until we meet next time, next Saturday, this is Yusuf and Nasser and Robert wishing you the best of time and salam.